0: Welcome back into The Mental Game. I'm your host, Brandon Seho, and this week's guest is country singer Danielle Bradbury. And I went down to Nashville to talk with Danielle about her music career, which started at just 16 years old when she won The Voice. Now, the last 10 years, she's become a country star. We talk about the ups and downs of the music industry, also her personal life with anxiety, relationships, therapy, and much, much more. I can't wait to share this conversation with all of you. But before we get started, I just want to thank all of you again and remind you, if you're loving the mental game, please like, subscribe, rate, review, tell your family, your friends, everyone you know, as we try to help as many people as possible with their mental health. So, without further ado, it is now time time for this week's episode on the mental game with danielle bradbury welcome back into the mental game as you can see i'm joined by a very special guest here in nashville country singer danielle bradbury daniel thank you so much for coming on the mental game yeah of course this is uh cma week here in nashville so Mm. it is a busy week you're getting ready to perform nashville is just always popping isn't it
1: It is more popping than I've ever seen. (laughs) I've lived here for like eight or or nine years now, um, and it's just growing every day. (laughs) Yeah, it seems like like
0: it is nonstop growth. Obviously, music uh, is the fuel to that fire. Mm -hmm. Uh, First thing I ask everyone here on The Mental Game is what does mental health mean to them? And everyone has a different answer, whether it's, Something that they discovered because of a traumatic event. Maybe mm-hmm. they didn't take care of it for a long time. Then later in their life, later in their life, they figured out it needs to be a priority for them. Mm-hmm. But I asked you the same thing. What does mental health mean to you?
1: Um, it means a lot to me, actually. Um, it's something that I kind of discovered later in life, mm-hmm. going through life.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's how it works. As
1: we get older, yes. Um, and yeah, it, I'm talking about it more than I ever have. And having a platform that I do, it's... I've be, I've learned that it's more of a blessing than anything to just mm-hmm. lay it all out. Yeah. Because I know it, it's nerve-wracking for a lot of people. It's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I told myself, I was like, I want to talk about it more. So here we are.
0: <laughs> and one of the ways you're talking about it more now is, is a new song called Monster, mm-hmm. where you, you open up about your anxiety. Can you walk me through that song? Because it is super powerful. And I'm sure for you, it was therapeutic, like therapy, to right. write that.
1: Yeah, because songwriting, um, it, it's kind of like a therapy session. You right. go in there and you just talk about life. or how it, For me personally, that's how my rights have gone. And yeah. just talking about life and if these writers are your closest friends, mm-hmm. then it's even more of right. just that next step of a therapy session. Um, but Monster was kind of like that. I was in Los Angeles writing for a week mm-hmm. and um, I was with my good friend Lauren and she was kind of my main writer the whole week with all these different writing sessions and um for the whole time we were trying to like write an upbeat just like hey fun song whatever and at the time mentally I just wasn't there Mm -hmm. and um going through a little bit of relationship problems and, and just all of that stuff. And she, I've known her since, I mean, way back like 2017. Mm -hmm. So she's kind of seen the ins and outs of my life. And, um, so it was actually the last day we were writing and I was supposed to fly out back to Nashville that day. Mm -hmm. And it was just me, her, and, um, this producer, Sam. And, I was like, I am so sorry. I don't want to write an upbeat song. <laughs> <laughs> like, can I just like hear some piano and just can we talk about anxiety? And she yeah. was like, oh, my gosh, yes. Because it was something she could relate to as mm-hmm. well. And um, I remember I texted her the the morning before that day. And um, I texted her. I was like, I just keep waking up with that feeling in my gut. And it was about my relationship and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And my anxiety was just through the roof. And those those two years were probably the worst my anxiety has ever been. Like on my body, physically, mm-hmm. everything. And I texted her that. And then that ended up being the first line of that song. Right. is woke up with that feeling in my gut. And so we wrote that song in probably a little over, like, 45 minutes which doesn't happen yeah (laughs) (laughs) um and it just it was shown that it was just genuine authentic and just real to us and Mm -hmm. so I was really it was really fun to just let that
0: out having fans listen to that song and Mm -hmm. hear the feedback of I don't feel alone anymore or I can relate to this that has to be the most empowering part of this process right
1: it really is and I I love hearing fan stories and fans coming up to me at my shows meet and greets um even just social media i'm i'm one of those where i'll sit and scroll forever and i I, i'll read through them i'll look at dms and i can't answer back to everybody but i try to see the comments and all that stuff on the song and Mm -hmm. i mean it's you know i wrote it for myself selfishly in the moment and then when i put it out it's like yeah like you aren't alone like I go through all of this too.
0: <laughs> isn't it wild wow, when you look back and, and, you know, I talked to you before we started rolling on the podcast, mm-hmm. my story and the depression suicidal thoughts I yeah. went to. But when you open up and talk to, talk about it. Yeah. Like your goal originally probably isn't, <laughs> it sounds weird, but like isn't to help anyone. It, it's helping yourself and getting that, that feeling off your chest, but once you realize that other people go through it, it helps you too.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I, I always, I am such a fixer personality, Mm -hmm. which is kind of a blessing and a curse. (laughs) Um, it kind of bites me in the butt sometimes, but, um, you know, I always want everyone to be okay. I Mm -hmm. always check on people. I always just, it, it's more of a like responsibility for me. For other people. And so, yeah, when I'm writing the song, I'm thinking about my feelings and putting it out there and letting it out on the table and singing it and stuff. But then, you know, once I put it out, I'm like, yeah, like, I hope this helps you in any way possible. So it is a really fulfilling feeling.
0: So no doubt about it. Yeah. And and your career. I'm sure has been filled with a lot of ups, some downs, anxiety, excitement. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it is crazy to look back. Do I have this story right that your mom signed you up for the Voice without yes. telling you? Yep. <laughs> what? When did you find out? Uh, how does that work? Yeah. That's a pretty big thing to sign your daughter up for.
1: It is, and my mom she actually flies here to Nashville tomorrow, so oh, nice. I'm really excited to see her. And my fans know her just as well, which yeah. is awesome. Um, but. Yeah, she like a week before the audition. So I'm originally from Houston, Texas, right. and the closest audition to us was Dallas, mm-hmm. and um, which is like a f- three and a half, four hour drive. And uh, she printed out like the confirmation, like ticket thing, <laughs> and she was like, "We're gonna go, and we're gonna try." And I remember getting so mad at her. <laughs> Because I had, I was super, I like gained this shyness just through middle school, high school. And I was so shy. I was like, how am I going to do that? Mm -hmm. How the heck am I going to do that? I've never even, I mean, I watched a show. I loved Team Blake Shelton and I was a huge fan of it. But I, you know, I always pictured myself up there, but I never thought of the in between of how I would get there. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but my mom's like, let's just try. It. And I was like, Oh my God, I, I kind of threw a fit. I was like, I was a teenager yeah, through fit, but now I'm like, thank you, mom. <laughs>
0: that, that is such a, a, a crazy story of how a yeah. music career can, can start and be launched when, when you do, do the audition and then you you're in front of the judges waiting for them Right. turn around, and you're 16 years old. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell's going through your head? How scary is <laughs> oh it? God. Like, are you even thinking about singing at that point? Are you so nervous seeing them? Like-
1: I here's what I felt. I had just turned 16 when I like went to LA and registered in, like, got there and everything. So I was a fresh 16 wow. year old. Um, and when I walked out there with the judges, their backs are turned. Everything. And it's all real where I I never talked to them or met them before that moment. Mm-hmm. And that's that's all real. It's not staged or anything. And um, I remember I could hear a pin drop in that <laughs> whole studio and I was yeah. like, OK, but I think being so young and being so just like kind of naive to right. everything, I didn't know a thing about the music industry. I didn't know anything about a, a TV show. Yeah, and I think I was just so fresh that as soon as I stepped on stage, I mean, I was nervous, of course, but I think my adrenaline and everything just kind of took over, and I just, yeah. I just did it. I just kind of blacked
0: out for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't imagine as a sports supporter at 16, them being like, "All right, you're gonna go to ESPN, yep. try it out, <laughs> and if you're good, you're gonna start it now at 16." Like, it is right. a life-changing moment, and, and you're still finding yourself. You're you're growing up. 100%. <laughs> like, did you have your license when you did this?
1: Um, I had my permit.
0: Okay, so and
1: they gave away cars at the end of the season, and that was my
0: first car ever. <laughs> That's awesome. That's amazing. Um, I know. When when that when, you had two chairs turn around. Uh, three. 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 Yes. Sorry. Yeah. So you had three no, you good. Three turn around. That has to be like, do you like just want to stop singing at that point and start celebrating? I or? don't
1: think I noticed until I was done, which is good. Which you didn't notice anything turned around until you I was done? saw like, you know, like there's rows of the lights that right. light up. I saw that, but I was just so focused on like singing and hitting my notes <laughs> that I was, I was, I wasn't even paying attention to really anything. And then once I was done, I saw, you know, the lights and who turned and I was like, oh my God, I was so shy. Like if you look back at my audition, I was just yeah. so what's your name? I'm like, Daniel. (laughs) 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 I was so, such a baby.
0: (laughs) That, it is crazy though because you did like grow up in front of everyone and I think about, you know, like Justin Bieber. Yeah. Gets discovered on YouTube at 12 years old Mm -hmm. and he grows up in, in the limelight, spotlight, famous from 13, 14 on. You had fame since 16. Yeah. And you win the voice. Your, your coach is Blake Shelton, Mm -hmm. right? And and so, this just all has to be a dream come true. You get the record deal, mm-hmm. you start making music, but on the personal side of things, like did it feel real as a 16, 17-year-old starting to go through that?
1: It really didn't. It really didn't. I don't think it sunk in till after I put out my first record, toured, mm-hmm. and it was like kind of that middle like pause moment before my second album that I it really sunk in just everything. Yeah. Um, because after I won, <clears throat> we flew straight to New York to be on the today show. I sang my first single that I had just <laughs> gotten, <laughs> yeah. um, met my band on the plaza of the today show. And my mom was still with me and, uh, just immediately went on the Brad Paisley tour. That was my first tour ever.
0: That's incredible.
1: And just, it was, I mean, I was up here just like going, going, going. I did radio tour, which is a lot of travel, a lot of early mornings and Mm -hmm. just meeting so many people, gaining my team and just everything. It was, I mean, it was 110 miles an hour.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I'm sure it had to be a dream come true because this is what you've always wanted to do, but balancing music and Mm -hmm. life, like, were there low points early on or or throughout the years where it was like, I don't know if I want to quit music, but this is just really, really tough on on my mental health right now.
1: Right, there was um, that that pause period where after all of that kind of died down, um, and it was before my second album. There was a few, well, I guess like two years, three years mm-hmm. before I put out that record. Um, that you know, not much was going on. Trying to figure out myself and just the plan and just everything. Yeah. Where I just kind of had a moment where I was like, What? Who am I? Mm-hmm. Like who's Danielle Bradbury? And it was, you know, 16, I turned 17, 18, 19, and then I hit my twenties. And it was just these awkward years of like, okay, I'm becoming more of a woman. Right. What do I want to say? And the world always look and they still kinda do, but always have looked at me like you're the 16 year old like you're not allowed to grow up
0: right that won the voice and that's
1: exactly and I'm like finding myself as a woman finding the sexy parts of myself as a woman and there's like so and I had just started songwriting for the first time I hadn't written songs at home or anything and my management at the time was like, you really need to try, like just see if that's something that's a part of you. And Mm -hmm. so I did and I eventually found my people and my second album, I wrote like seven or eight out of the 10. Oh wow, Um, that's awesome. And it was the most, it was the start of my most honest album. And yeah, yeah, so there was definitely a period where I was like, (laughs) 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 what like, I'm coming down. I'm feeling that wrath. Yeah, and so I'm just figuring out everything.
0: But so. it, but it feels like now, even though you have a song that comes out talking about your anxiety, and right. you have have those low moments, and that's mm-hmm. the thing I try to remind people about mental health is that you don't just get better, and it stays that way no. forever. Feelings are temporary. So the the mm-hmm. bad ones, when you're in a really bad spot, you have to remember that this isn't going to last forever. Yeah. But the same with with the highs and the good the yeah. good thoughts of. This can be only temporary as well, but it seems like your career mm-hmm. has, has really taken off these last couple of years and been super fun. You seem like yourself and, mm-hmm. and the music is incredible. What, what has that last couple of years of, of being comfortable, being a woman, not being that 16-year-old kid that, that's, that's on the voice that people mm-hmm. might think you are and <clears throat> establishing yourself not just in Nashville, but across country music?
1: Yeah. It's been a whirlwind. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and like you said, I mean the anxiety, all these feelings that you feel, I feel like they will always be there, but you just get better at handling it. Um, and I definitely will go in waves. Mm -hmm. Like, like I said, not, I mean, not long ago, like two or three, two years ago, it was the worst it's ever been. Yeah. And it, I was, I was good and I was on a high again. And then I like kind of came back down. Um, and I was switching managements. I was with somebody that was not a good fit for Mm me. And, um, just, I, I got in a really bad headspace. Relationships started coming into play and, um, yeah, I got in a really bad headspace, but then I'm like coming back out of it and it's been incredible. Um, the last, you know, year and a half and just really getting back up there. And like I said, it comes in waves.
0: (laughs) It definitely does. Uh, For me, and you mentioned the anxiety and the relationship part of it for me, like I just had this feeling of being alone Mm -hmm. because I'd always Mm -hmm. wanted this, this marriage kids. I thought I'd be married and have kids by 25, which is like such a, I mean, I guess you can do that, but that's just, uh, it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. I'm 30 and I'm not there, but going through those, relationship struggles mm-hmm. was that the biggest piece of your anxiety these last couple of years 100
1: i <laughs> i know how to pick them <laughs> yeah. um but yeah i was in a relationship for three years um and it was one of those where, like this is him you know like this is it mm-hmm. this is my person and uh we had gone through hell and back I mean, throughout our whole relationship and how we started was not your normal way of starting a relationship. Like he was going through his own mental, you know, crisis. And, um, like I said, I'm a fixer. And so I just was like, I'm, you know, there for you. I want to, you know, help in any way I can. You can't, you cannot fix somebody. You cannot, (laughs) like you can be there for them all you want. But, um, yeah, there was like times we had broken up and then my body physically feels anxiety and stress, so being in the limelight like they're like, "Oh my god, you're way too skinny." Like you have a problem, you have a, uh, I get my body ripped apart all the time, which causes another right. like little part of anxiety and, you know, a little bit of depression. Mm-hmm. Um and going through this whole relationship, you can literally pull up pictures on my Instagram, Yeah, I'm like filled out right here. And then this picture, I'm like a little too thin and mm-hmm. like all that stuff. And, and it would always happen right before I would like do a big music video or like have mm. a photo shoot or yeah. a big thing happening. And I'm like, no, cause I knew I would like lose a bunch of weight. I like my appetite just cuts off. Yeah. And so yes, the relationship <laughs> did a huge impact on me and just everything.
0: Well, I think a lot of people that, that watch this and listen to this can relate to that feeling. I certainly can of like, you don't want to lose that relationship mm-hmm. because you feel like that's the person you're yeah. in there. It, it can work. You can change people. You can fix them. Like you said, that's, mm-hmm. that's not how no. it works. <laughs> but like once you realize that it's not healthy for you, it takes a mm-hmm. long time to get there. Walk me through kind of that process of realizing this wasn't right for me.
1: See, my problem is I give way too many chances. Mm. Way too many chances. I gave him way too many and I just kept hurting myself over and over again. And my my family and friends are like, my mom especially, she's like, when is it going to like set in yeah. that he is hurting you this much? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, like when, when is it going to take you to like realize? And she was like, you know what? I can't tell you anything. You're just going to have to figure out on your own. Right. And, um, it was a- actually like recently, like a few weeks ago that it was like, cause we, we broke up like nine months ago, mm-hmm. but the contact wasn't off. Like it was still uh, back and forth a yeah. lot, which is very toxic, very not healthy at all. And, um, you know, I wanted it to still rekindle and hopefully, like... You have that hope still. Come, oh, my gosh. I have such a hope. And, um, yeah, like, I posted a TikTok uh, saying, like, it's crazy how quick things can change when you thought that was your person. And yeah. now they're, like, a complete stranger. <laughs> you it, thought that's the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it was, like, not till recently that... It took him actually being with another woman that I was like, "Wow, <laughs> like well, you can't yeah. make someone love you."
0: Right. Well, and you so, know, you know, seeing my ex, I, this happened. I haven't talked about this on the show, but like, I, I saw her. She got engaged like a few weeks ago, and I'm like, right. I quit drinking four months ago, so like, yeah. normally that'd be a bad coping mechanism for me. Right. would go out and get super effed up and mm-hmm. drunk and like drain my my depression and those problems. Yeah. But I saw that and I was like. I was already over it, but it's just kind of the fi- It still stings. Yeah, it's final. Yeah. It's like, you're like, oh, they're getting married. Okay, this definitely yeah. um, isn't happening. You mentioned the anxiety for, from that and maybe some anxiety and depression from the way people judge you, think about your body, your oh, looks. Yeah. Were, there, um, were there nights through relationship struggles or career struggles that you remember being really, really depressed or, or like I, I don't know if you've ever gone through – suicidal thoughts mm-hmm. or had things that have, have cut that deep but what yeah. have been the deepest cuts for you
1: I have I don't think I would say I've been suicidal I have been in relationships where they have and I've, I've like experienced people like that mm-hmm. but I've definitely gotten to such a low place where it's like crossed my mind where I'm like I feel so helpless and just empty and lonely, even in a group of people Right. that I'm like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. What am I? I've definitely had that conversation in my head and with myself. Um, but I've, I've been so low with just, you know, being in the spotlight and not feeling happy with myself, not even a little bit. Right. And I'm like, I don't feel pretty. I don't feel like I'm meeting the needs of people, which is so dumb to, to think about, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's, uh, it's natural to right. think about stuff like that. Um, but you know, I have, I've been pretty low. <laughs> the,
0: the alone feeling, is that something that like you really struggled with no matter how much fame record sales, it mm-hmm. just, that alone feeling was constant for you for a while.
1: For sure. I would, you know, I would go to award shows like example like a CMA awards Mm -hmm. and or I'll go to like a huge event and and it was always the bigger events that would kind of like remind me of how of that feeling right because I would be around all these people it's incredible it's such a blessing to do that and just like look to your side and there's like Keith Urban and like (laughs) all these amazing people that I've always looked up to but then I'd go home that night and I would I would sometimes just like cry (laughs) That sounds so no intense. i get it Like, but i would just be like why do i still feel so lonely i feel so empty and it, it like there's definitely been so many of those times
0: do you feel like it's almost like you don't have anyone to call to talk about like your best friend like you have friends you have your mom yeah. but like you don't have that person to be like hey i just went to this awesome show or they're not there with you like yeah yeah, that can be. I feel like for me, that's kind of the things that I struggle with.
1: Yeah, and I, I definitely have a a great support system. My family has been amazing, and I call my mom, sister, dad, like brother. They all, I'll talk to them for hours about yeah. everything. But sometimes there is that you know little space where
0: you're,
1: yep. you can't fill it, and you like there it or or it's a person. Right. So I definitely feel that for sure.
0: Do you go to therapy? <clears throat> have you, or what are some things that you do to kind of help your mental health?
1: Um, I did go to therapy, stop for a little bit. I'm actually about to start up again. Um, and for no apparent reason, I just have kind of gone in waves with it. Right. Um, but recently, it was something that I was like, talked to my team and was like, I think I need to go back again. You know, I feel like... <laughs>
0: might be a good time to <laughs> it sign up. might be a good up.
1: time, yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely therapy. Um, I do some just like personal just care stuff to mm-hmm. try and calm everything down and um, just, yeah, just try and like keep myself healthy.
0: Yeah. Well, how's, yeah. how is therapy helped you in the past and why was it something that you wanted to bring back into your life because for me it took until 2020 and i had my first suicidal thoughts or depression when i was 14 it took me i'm not good at math like 13 14 years to finally go get help and i was patient zero Mm -hmm. why um why did you want to go back to therapy and what did you like about it so much
1: i um I just love the fact that it's somebody that is completely disconnected from Mm -hmm. your life that you can just talk to, get a whole entire, you know, layout of this, this person that's has no idea who you are. They get to know you, but they don't know your family. They don't know, they don't have a personal tie. So they are a complete outsider looking in. Mm -hmm. I loved that, you know, outlook on it. Yeah. Um, and they just they give you tools they give you all these things that that help a lot um and i i stopped just cuz i was i thought i was okay yep been but there. they say you know even if you're good like just keep going like yep. you even if you don't come in with this sad or depressing or any story mm-hmm. even if it's a good day you still go in um yeah. but i wanted to start back up again because Like I said, it's all like the waves thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I think the relationship, all that stuff, it was kind of weighing on me. And I'm like, I need to build myself back up again because I can't do it by myself.
0: No, everyone thinks that at some point before they go to therapy or they reach out to their friend for help, they can handle it on their own. And you really, Mm -mm. you really can't. Um, For me, I mentioned like drinking was a big unhealthy coping mechanism for me um, healthy coping mechanisms. Like I love listening to music. Just go, I go to orange theory all the time. Like I love working out. Is there, are there certain things for you? I'm sure music is a big part Mm -hmm. of, I know it's your job, but it has to be like therapy to you as well. But what are some of the healthy things you do to, to take care of your mental health?
1: Yeah, I, uh, definitely staying active, um, helps a lot. I, uh, I had sometimes did, I need, I want to start back up again. These are just like actual current thoughts I've had, <laughs> but like, I, I love boxing cause it kind of wow, just releases okay, yeah. a, you know, kind of lets some anger can, out. Can
0: I cuss? It kind of gets that shit out. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> it, it really does. Um, and it's good for your mental and just like muscle memory and all that stuff. It's good yeah. for a lot of things. I love going on walks. I think those are very freeing in mm-hmm. a way. Um, I have a dog, so I'll take him on walks. And when I'm out on the road, me and my manager make sure we go for a walk. And I I love walking, so I don't care how long it is. Right. Um. But just like yeah, staying active and making sure my space is. This sounds so weird because people hate cleaning, but I think it's a very therapeutic thing for me.
0: Can you come to my house? (laughs) I I do not feel the same.
1: I sometimes like I'll get in a mode and just cause you're, that's your, you know, safe haven. That's your place. When it's clean, you feel better. If it's clean, you feel better. So, and, and trust me, I am not the neatest person ever. (laughs) Like my room needs a lot of help right now. Um, but yeah, just just little things like that. I don't have many, um, mm-hmm. but yeah.
0: I brought up I brought up uh, drinking, and then we, we've talked about like concerts being in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, your alter ego, Simone.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: When does she come out? Walk <laughs> me through who she is. It's not who uh, I'm sitting next to now, no. apparently.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah. So Simone is my middle name. Okay. And my team and just over the years my band they all just they have called me Simone in different moments because when i'm on stage sometimes i completely turn into this different person yeah um or when i drink <laughs> or when i get a little feisty or like get mad right. um th- she is a firecracker <laughs> <laughs>
0: A little too much, but maybe in a good way? In a good
1: way, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, your your life now and the career, how fun has it been, and what, what are you looking forward to the most coming up here soon?
1: Oh, man. Um, it's been a wild journey, for sure. Um, but I am looking forward to new music, actually. I, I was just having meetings and just conversations with my team, and and producers writers and i'm like i finally feel like i have found my my sound in my lane Mm -hmm. when it comes to making my music um and the stuff that i'm sitting on right now is probably some of my favorite stuff i've ever done which is really exciting to say yep um so i'm really excited for all that and just new visions i'm i love being creative i love fashion so i love pulling that Mm -hmm. into making my music as well and Photos, music, video, just being creative, bringing it to life. Um, So I'm excited about all that. I uh, start tour in September of this year with Jordan Davis, Mm -hmm. and um, there's just a lot of exciting things, which is good.
0: Yeah, and I saw you post on Instagram recently that you were starting the album, working on the album. What do you want people, fans, to take away when they listen to songs like Monster or some of the new stuff that you feel like is probably your most powerful music?
1: Yeah, I um I want everyone to take away from it that you know it's okay to be honest. That's first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay to be vulnerable and be a little different. Like I love all different types of music. That's how I grew up. Yeah. Um, I love country. It'll always be my home base. Mm-hmm. Like it's like you're baking a cake. Like that's <laughs> the first ingredient. Yep. But I love R and I love twisting things up a little bit I love mixing things um so this new music is way like different perspectives on things it's more about life Mm -hmm. um than relationship heavy um but yeah it's it's a different lane and and I just I love paving away I love doing things that are different if everything's the same then I'm like I don't want to do that. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I have have this motto of like, I'd rather be weird than normal or different than normal. I'd much rather be not like everyone
1: else. Yeah. Yeah. Like why be doing what everybody else is
0: doing? That's no fun. Yeah.
1: And for listeners and fans and everybody on the outside looking in, it's like they want something exciting and new too. Mm -hmm. Like they want to see something different because, I mean, you know. But, um, yeah, I love, you know, just – Showing that I, I don't have to be doing everything else. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I'm excited for the new music. I'm really happy <clears throat> we're able to have this conversation. The last thing I want to ask is for anyone that's, I was going to say, thinking about signing up for The Voice or maybe their mom's thinking about <laughs> <Right>. signing up <laughs> yeah. for The Voice, um, but any young musician, uh, mm-hmm. especially young women who want to get into this business that is a grind, it's hard, it's competitive, It is. but you can make a career out of it and it can be super fun and successful. Mm-hmm. What advice do you give to young musicians?
1: Um, from my personal experience, um Go on the voice. <laughs> right. Um, I mean if that's something that is very heavy on your heart, then do it. Um I say you can do really anything you put your mind to. I was a shy girl, would sing like behind a door because I wouldn't want anyone to look at me. Yeah. Um, but I did it and I just I kept going. And ended up winning, which I, if you would have told my younger self that I'm like, <laughs> <Yeah>. you're crazy. <laughs> but, um, my advice is just do, like I said, the whole like realness and authentic authenticity, like really dig your feet into that. Make sure it's like embedded in you. Like, don't be anything else. Mm-hmm. Like be you, be what your name is, be what your heart is, because I feel like as you know, honest and as you, as you can be, that's more relatable to anything. So, and, and don't let other people turn you into something you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, it's scary. It's hard. Yeah. That I'm not going to say it's easy cause it's not, but you know, you can do it. You can do it.
0: Awesome. Love all the advice. <laughs> yeah. Love the new music. The song monster is out now. It talks a lot about anxiety. Danielle, I can't thank you so much. Yeah,
1: of course.
0: And we'll see everybody back here next week on the mental game. And that was an awesome conversation with Danielle. I can't thank her enough for opening up about her career, anxiety, therapy, and everything you just heard in that episode. Once again, the single monster is out now. It is great when talking about mental health. Also, as she said, she is getting ready to go on tour this fall, so check it out on her social media pages to see if she is coming to your city. Coming up next week here on The Mental Game, another surprise guest. And the one hint I will give you for next week It is a former NBA champion. Yes, a former NBA champion. And we will see everybody back here next week on The Mental Game.